0: Spring is here. I do live in California, so I do have sunshine and I realize that's not the way it is in many parts of the world, especially those of you, my Minnesota clients. I get you. I see you and I'm going to celebrate that there's sunshine. I'm enjoying it. I'm loving it. And I'm still cold. (laughs) So my cold is like 61, but degrees Fahrenheit. I get it. It's my cold. It doesn't have to be yours. It's all personal. (laughs) I want to start out today by talking about and sharing with you some of the wins of the week. It's so important that we collect our wins and we pay attention to them because it's so easy to bypass that and something that we are striving for, wanting to have happen. And then when it happens, we just go over it and we go on to the other problem. There's always going to be problems. And one of the things that's a really important concept that I work with my clients on in leadership, and we are all leaders of our lives, right? We're leaders, is that it's the ability to handle both the good things and the hard things. And oftentimes they happen in all in one day, right? We magically think that once we get all these bad things done, (laughs) we only have the good things. There's just the tension of life that's adulting. So I want to share with you some wins of the week. The first share is, and I'm recording this midweek, so, but the first share is, I had a really, really, really good night of sleep. I finally slept for a solid eight hours. And I don't think I've shared this here. Like I am 50. I'm in the midst of menopause. I'm not like fully menopause, but I'm in this whole perimenopause, menopause. I don't really quite know. I'm learning more and unlearning a lot of conditioning But sleep has been an issue and then you add to that stress over the last few years and then some bad habits, my sleep has been an issue. And I think prior to last night, the last time I had good sleep was when I was back in Korea and it was more just like pure exhaustion, jet lag. So I'm so excited to have really nice sleep, hoping to have good sleep again tonight. We'll see. but I'm going to celebrate that. That is a win. My friends, that is a win. And these, this is so important to recognize where the things that are going well are going well. It's really, really important. Okay. Cause it helps us fill ourselves up and then it helps us have resilience for when the, we have those difficult things. I'm going to share some client wins that have occurred this week. And again, we're in midweek. So here's the thing. I work with leaders and professionals and entrepreneurs right? And it's truly rewarding work to be a coach and to be a partner with them to help them achieve their goals and desires. And so here's an example of some of the wins along the path that know our partnership that they created. And some of them, you know, are small goals that are leading towards the bigger goals that, that we're working on together. So one is I have a client who won an award and it was a global award. So it's a really big deal. Right. And to be recognized in her profession in this manner so publicly. That was a big award. Right. And it wasn't something that she was striving for this award. It was a byproduct of the work that she's done. And it's really the body of work that she's done, but especially the last couple of years in our work together. I have another client who had a big win because they had a courageous conversation with an employee about performance. And feeling good afterwards about it. My client felt really good. It was a difficult conversation. It was about performance and lack of performance, actually. Those are really vulnerable conversations to have, right? We all have magical thinking. If they could just read my brain, <laughs> do what's supposed to be done, then we wouldn't have to do this. And then I wouldn't have to be brave and give feedback. Here's what's okay. Here's what's not okay. Especially as the work performance is hitting the rest of the team and impacting them, right? So often when we're working, we are part of of this whole other ecosystem in the workplace. So our performance does matter. It's not just, okay, we're going to be siphoned off over here. There's a ripple effect. So my client was able to have a courageous conversation. And honestly, last week, there was a bit of the conversation in realizing my client wasn't clear with their employee So then to get it more clear and to be able to do that today and feel really good about that. And there was some vulnerability afterwards of like, oh, you know, not wanting to be really proud or delighted because what if it didn't totally land well with my client, right? Or what if I could have done it more perfectly? So we had to do a lot of unpacking on that. But the fact that my client had a courageous conversation and gave feedback is huge. So often I'm, I'm over here behind the curtain with so many employees, whether they're bosses or there are people that are reporting underneath, they want feedback. And how can we give it in, in a way that helps us with the goal of improving so that we can do better business, make more money be more successful with however the company defines success or however you define success. It's so, so important. So having that courageous conversation was a huge win. You know, these are skills that we work on cultivating and developing over time, right? It's not just taking some intellectual knowledge and voila, it's all great, right? It's not the Cinderella story and I'm the fairy godmother. It's practicing, falling down, sometimes really scraping our legs when we fall down, sometimes scabbing and getting back up, Right. But that's the process of this. And that's where it gets so cool to watch my clients who go through this process and then have these wins. I have another client who has a team who's leaning in to learning more skill sets that my client has been delivering on over the past year. My client's been planting seeds and cultivating this garden to grow. And there have been some blossoms and it's so important to celebrate. It's not all perfectly done, right? But there's interest, they're leaning in, right? When we talk about the timelines for things, we we think, okay, I've learned this, I've talked about it, tomorrow it's going to be better. That is not how human behavior changes, my friend. <laughs> that is not how greatness is cultivated, whether it's in athletics, in business, in academics, right? We can bring Dan Coyle from the Talent Code, he could talk about that. It's about practice over and over and over and consistency, and the ability to make mistakes and not get crucified or judged. So these are what my clients as leaders are doing. And then it's creating this environment for their employees or those that they lead to feel safe so that they can rise up to be the version of that they have to contribute to their company, as well as what the company needs. I have a client who's an entrepreneur and who has just enjoyed Time with her adult children. They were on a little mini vacation together, visiting family and stuff on a family trip. And it was such a big win. And if you could have rewound like six months or eight months ago, and some of the heartache, because parenting adult children is really, really vulnerable. I'm going to need to do a whole podcast about parenting because th- these are issues that come up time and time again with clients. But where my client was six or eight months ago, where she was with her son and his lack of engagement with the family. And then to be able to, where he was very engaged with the family, they worked on the vulnerability of asking for what people wanted and being able to figure out like, okay, how do we make that work? And people not powering over, people really working on hearing each other, people spending time and connecting without being managed to, without being, you know, shoulded on or being told how they need to behave. It was quite a beautiful weekend for her right? And this has been a work in progress. I have another client who's also an entrepreneur who has built a business. And a couple of years ago, she hired me because she had this vision and it was about building a team and building leaders within her company so that they could handle the day-to-day operations. And we've gotten there in, in a little under two years. And to be able to allow them to do that so that she can work more on the business instead of in the business, right? And she was really in the business when I first started working with her. That was a huge win and her to be able to recognize that and then now have some space (laughs) to think that's a whole nother chapter we're gonna be working on of being able to lean into that white space because as I've said here many times and we'll link the show in the show notes is white space is really vulnerable. And then I had a client who... Has and we've been working on these skill sets, having boundaries. It's so easy to say, Oh, you just need to have boundaries. Boundaries are what's okay, what's not okay. But how one actually implements and integrates that into one's life and then does that with other people, it takes tremendous courage. It takes a lot, a lot of courage. And my client was able to establish some clear boundaries that supported my client. And it was a frustrating boundary for the boundary breaker because my client had asked for what she needed over the years. And try to drop hints, you know, try to get the other person to be able to read the situation, drop subtle hints, and then how to, you know, then over years, clearly ask for what you wanted, and then finally has had much more of a physical boundary. But it took tremendous courage for my client. And she was so ecstatic because she's taking care of herself with this boundary. And it's also within her rights and, you know, her responsibilities, right? So it's not about like putting up a boundary, just, that you may not have jurisdiction over, but really creating boundaries that are within your leadership, your agency to do. And she's able to do that. So those are some wins. My invitation for you is look at your day today and acknowledge what are your wins? What are your yay me's? When yay me's are something that you really did, you know, a win may be your kid says something and you're like, they actually heard what I've been saying to them for the last five years, right? And you don't need to say anything to them about it. You can just be like, that is a win, right? A yay me can be the same thing as a win, but a yay me is typically focused more on, hey, I was really brave. That was really hard to give that employee feedback. And I did that right? And I did it not with the intention of beating them down and powering over them. I did that with the intention of how do we create a better workspace for both them and myself or our team? So there's not judgment and frustration and so that we can work better together. So here's the thing, my friend. One of the things that I've realized over time is that my coaching is quite really exclusive, which is interesting because I'm such an inclusive person but there's kind of like, you have to kind of know like how to get in and work with me. And normally I don't, I'm very often totally full to the brinks. There's no space. So that's also a reason why to be really quiet about it. But I do have a couple of spots that are open right now for some private coaching. I'm going to be reopening group coaching opportunities as well. If you are ready to create some wins in your life, work, relationships, then go to HowSheReallyDoesIt.com click on work with Corinne, submit your application, and then we'll work with you on the next steps. We will also put a link in this podcast episode's notes. So you can click on that as well. So you'll have that there. Okay. All right. Now to today's topic, spring cleaning. (laughs) (laughs) Have you like started spring cleaning? Did you start to notice like an internal, hey, I could just Deal with some decluttering. Like, if you had told me in March that, oh, Corinne, you're going to get to spring cleaning, I'd be like, whatever. But I've been doing some spring cleaning. So here's the thing I used to be, and this is like 28 years ago. I remember it was before my husband and I were married, but we were together. And, you know, there's all this clutter and chaos. And I have pretty good organizational skills. And in college, <laughs> I was a total slob, my roommate and I like we were a mess, so it's taken me a long time, like I knew how to clean and organize, but for a long time, I had this story of I'm a busy person, I don't have time for that. That's frivolous. that's a waste of time. All of that mindset stuff really got in the way of a result of having clean space, or I was lying to myself honestly by telling myself it didn't matter. The space that I had did not matter. I remember in my college roommate, she and I shared a room. And between our two beds, we didn't see carpet because there was a pile of clothes that was as high as our clothes because we just would, you know, change through our clothes on the floor and deal with it later, right? I couldn't imagine living like that, but I did for a long time and even in adulthood. So rewind, I don't know, about 28 years ago. And I remember I had my husband, I was like, we need to declutter. We need to get organized. Maybe it was 27 years ago. It It was a long time ago though. And I remember he had some vacation time, so he took off the time a week because I was like, okay, we're going to get it all done. We're going to get the whole house cleaned out. We're going to get it organized. We're going we're gonna to go to the store, whatever stores were. I don't know if we had, we had container stores or what the stores were, but whatever organizing stuff, I had magical thinking. It was going to look like back in the day, whatever the magazines looked like for organization. That's how it's going to be. I got in deep. We were doing it. We were cleaning it out, organizing it. He was not really thrilled, but he was going through the motions with it. And I remember by day three, (laughs) we were both exhausted. We've been doing it for like 10 or 11 hours a day. By the way, this is how most of us try to work with these long, grueling, slow in butts in the seats, but our brain's not really engaged. And then we wonder why we're so exhausted and why we're not getting good work done it's this longevity. It's like, see, look how hard that I work. Anyways, so we did that. After a while, we gave up. He got frustrated. I'm sure we got in an argument. You know, we shoved aside the stuff, walked away from this, totally defeated. Like, ah, oh, I can't even declutter. How's this going to work? You know, what's wrong with me? It really fulfilled, created that evidence that I had for that story of, see, I'm a loser from loser street. I can't even like get my house cleaned up. Maybe this is 25 years ago now that I'm doing the math. But anyways, it was a different century ago. How's that? So fast forward to having the show and a guest that I had on many, many times, they're great shows, is with Peter Walsh. And for those of you that remember Peter Walsh, he was on the Oprah Winfrey show. He had a column in her own magazine. When Oprah started the own network, he actually had his own TV show. And he was great. He'd written all these books and stuff. And I'd gotten to know Peter and he came on my show. And there were such great lessons that I learned from him over time. And this one nugget has stuck with me over the last, you know, 16 years, 15 years. And the key learning from him was... Instead of thinking you have to get it all done, the way my all or nothing mindset was telling me, right? It was all, do it all, do it deep, do it perfectly. (laughs) That way it's magazine worthy in the end and do it all by yourself or with your boyfriend or husband dragging him along, (laughs) right? Not wanting to do this. And then not finish and push it all away in defeat. But instead of doing it that way, what can you do in 10 minutes? And I remember him saying this, like, okay, you have 10 minutes. What drawer can you clean out in that 10 minutes? And then that, you get that sense of pride in self. You become delighted in yourself and you're like, wow, isn't that cool? Look at this space. I can find the pens, I can find the paper clips, right? And becomes delighted and you get more used to that feeling. And then another time, you may have 10 minutes again. You're like, oh, that 10 minutes felt really great. And look what I was able to accomplish. Let me do this drawer. I kid you not, that is how I've organized my kitchen is 10 minutes over time. And there's another question that Peter taught me is what do you want from this space? Now, here's the thing. The reason I didn't lead with that question is I could not ask that question because if I had asked that big question, I would have thought the magazines and compared myself to those magazines of what those homes looked like and what mine should have. And then I could have gone to why I don't have the financial resources because back then maybe I didn't. I don't have the time. I don't have the skill set. I don't have the right products, right? So what I want from it back then didn't work, but it was like, what can I do in 10 minutes? And the cool thing was this morning, I remember walking into my office and I was like, oh, It's just so nice to have calm and not chaos. And let me tell you, my friend, my house is not immaculately clutter-free. It is absolutely not. It's a constant work in progress, but I've been able to do this. And so over the weekend, one of the things that occurred was I, and I was, it was my first Sunday home in a really long time where I didn't have anything to do. I only had maybe a couple in the quarter one. And I was home by myself. And I got inspired <laughs> to wash my curtains that were in my master bedroom, clean the curtain rods down, and rehang them. And it was like, wow. And they were really needing to be cleaned. There were some cobwebs up in there. It was so delightful to do that. And it didn't really take that much time. I took it off, fortunately. I have a washing machine and a dryer. So that's able to do it. It's not like I'm out there beating on the rocks and I was able to clean, you know, the curtain rods and I did it. That was delightful. The other thing that occurred the day before is we wound up having a big gathering. We brought our outdoor furniture out, you know, set our outdoor furniture area up. That was really nice to kind of do some more decluttering because then it opened up some spaces and some storage spaces you know? And then the other thing I did yesterday, last night, is that I organized my weight. I have dumbbells and stuff. And since COVID, I've been lifting at home. And in the last, I don't know, since Christmas, I've gone back to weightlifting. So I organized my weights. I built this like weight stand that I have for these weights. And it's so cool. And I vacuumed, and I cleaned up some more areas of dust. These were projects, like that project probably took, honestly, because I had to build the stand. It was like 30 or 40 minutes, but I kind of broke it up into different increments. One was the building of it. Then one was the cleaning up the space and then putting it all back together. And it's not perfect. There's a plastic container that has a whole bunch of accessories for exercise and stuff. And I was like, you know what? That's okay. I can go through that another time. So it's noticing the capacity of what one has is really important. This is another area. So not only The time, how much time do you have and want to spend, which, but it's your capacity. Like, what is your capacity? And I knew if I kept pushing through, which I'm really good at, right? As high achievers, we go into overachieving very easily, especially when we're like on this, I must get it done. And the cultural programming of somebody else's voice, right? Like you're not worthy until you get it all done, which is not true. So I allowed that box, that plastic box to be there and I'll come back to it. And that will be a five minute job at that point to do and figuring that out. But being delighted with myself, feeling calm in these spaces, being proud of myself. This has been something that I have been practicing for a really long time now. Not, you know, probably since I've had this show. So we'll say for 16 years or so, right? I mean, one of the things that I like to do every day is every morning I make my bed you have a really simple process, but I make my bed. So like, what do I want from that space in my room? I want space, right? I want decluttered areas. I want it to be clean, right? Cobweb free is (laughs) now on my list, but I couldn't have asked myself that last month or two months ago, because I didn't have the capacity and that's okay these small steps i have a favorite saying that i've said many many times i don't know where i heard it but i heard it probably about a decade ago or longer is small hinges can move big doors that was such an important quote that i heard because i was the all or nothing i was the very black and white it was like i have to totally deep clean and spring clean otherwise i'm a failure i'm a loser well, guess what? I just created a lot more evidence with that mindset. But when I have learned and practiced and integrated, taking small steps and celebrating it and being delighted, not looking at, like, there's there's a few stacks of books in my bedroom that I need to go through and declutter. Like, I'm going to be honest with you, right? Like, don't think this can go in, you know, Joanna Gaines's books about houses or, you know, Martha Stewart's. It definitely, the space cannot but it is a delightful space. I really enjoy being in that space, right? And I've been slowly, it's been a work in progress and it is clean. I have another picture, if you can only see the pictures inside my brain. So there's that college room, but I carry this into adulthood. Like, don't think I got my college degree and then I started cleaning up. And I was probably in grad school or maybe it was after grad school and being a professional, being at the college. And I remember it was like Christmas Eve. This is before we used to do our big holiday party. And my girlfriend had come over because I had bought some stuff. I was holding on to some Christmas presents for her, for her kids that she had had me get. And then she was going to then use as Christmas presents. And I was storing them for her. And so she came over in the morning of Christmas Eve. Holy moly. The look on her face when she walked into my bedroom and saw the literal shit show of what my bedroom was, right? And that was much more the state. It was that chaotic There are other parts of the house that were cleaner, but in that space that I lived in and spent a lot of time, I didn't allow for it to be clean because I said, oh, I'm too busy. I don't matter. It's not that important. It's fine. I hate that saying, by the way. And I remember that face and I remember that. And now, you know, like again, we had people over this weekend. They wanted to have a tour of the house. I took them to my room. It wasn't anything extra cleaned up but it's a space that I can be delighted with. It's a space where I can be proud of myself for taking care of me, for taking care of me. What do I want from my space? The things that I want from my space now is I want a space that supports me, a space that takes care of me. Oprah says, does your home rise up to meet you? That is what my space is. And it's done so imperfectly, right? There are still spaces that have areas to work on. There's always going to be decluttering that goes on, right? And I've done lots of different types of decluttering, right? But it's not done perfectly. It's done within the capacity of what I have. So I love my space as it supports me. And there are many other places to do work on in my home. And I'm able to be proud of myself and be delighted And I'm okay with it not all being done or all being complete. Because guess what? I am not all done nor complete. I am a work in progress, as is my home. And it is an ongoing evolution, both myself and my home. It's not an end of destination. Having capacity is essential. So check in with what capacity you have. Tuning into my capacity. Versus the cultural programming of others, right? Would what, what do others say it's supposed to be? Whether it's the media, magazines, books, you know, whether it's your mother-in-law, your parent, right? Maybe it's your neighbor. What is your capacity? And even though the show is dropping in May of 2023, it's not too late to do spring cleaning. You might say, "Oh, well, I could have, I should have done that in April." Like I should have, as a judgment. So we don't want to do that. It's okay. Even if you hear this in November of 2023 or in 2025 or some other time, and it's not quote unquote spring cleaning, check in with yourself. Is there an area that's been bothering you that you really want to do some decluttering? And you can give yourself the gift of 10 minutes. So remember, it's about managing our mindsets versus that all or nothing thinking, right? It's about managing our mindsets. When you notice the voice in the back of your head telling you, you must do it perfectly, remember, you get to write the rules, right? What does it look like? Especially in this case, you get to write the rules, right? Doing it perfectly, there's no such thing as perfection. One, and two, is perfect is the birthplace of shame. So we don't want to create a space in our home from a place of shame. As I close up today, instead of thinking how many hours or how much a day that you need to block out or for my case a week think about what can you do in 10 minutes and then celebrate that acknowledge that win do a yay me and it doesn't have to be publicly to other people you can write it down in a journal you can remind yourself like look i did this the hundreds upon hundreds of times that I acknowledge that I made my bed. And you guys, I have duvet covers. I don't even have a top sheet because I don't like to tuck that in, fold it over, any of that stuff. So I have duvet covers. I still celebrated it, right? Like, look at me. Yay me. I'm a person who now makes her bed every morning, right? And then that became part of my being. So I was becoming that. And now that is my being that is inundated in me. And when you declutter, you can make small steps to living in a calm space that supports you. So my invitation is for you to give yourself the gift of time as you tune into your capacity, right? Give yourself that time to listen to your capacity. You may not have it, that's okay. And trusting that that time will come when you do. Remember, 10 minutes makes a difference. And again, If you or you know somebody that would benefit from coaching with me, have them go to my website, www.howshereallydoesit.com and click on the work with Corinne and apply for coaching. All right, my friend, I'm smiling big for you. Hey. was an awesome lesson for her to incorporate into her life. Go to the show notes, and there's a link in the show notes where you can sign up and get these emails in your box. On lake, she is dreaming, she is drifting, never been so wide open.